Welcome to It's All About the Story, grief stories that connect us. This podcast takes you into the lives of people who have gone through loss and have come out the other side to experience joy again. Each story is someone's lived experience and reveals how wrestling with grief can turn loss into wisdom. You might even find some of these insights helpful in your own grief journey. Come, meet the people like yourself who have experienced loss and who now openly share their story with us. And now, here is your host, Rick Berg. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to It's All About the Story. I'm your host, Rick Berg, and happy to have you join us for another episode. As we begin our program, I want to thank our sponsors, First Memorial Funeral Services and Garden of Memories in Victoria. You can give Kevin Lewis a phone call at 250-658-5244 if you are in need of their services. As I mentioned in the last couple episodes, we've been talking um, lots about dementia because this is actually World Alzheimer's Month. And it's important to bring awareness to this disease and talk to folks who are impacted by it. Also to have wonderful stories of how to journey through this type of experience and to find hope and joy and love in the midst of some challenges as well. So I am really, really excited to have some good friends join me today. Pat and Al, and also uh, Erica, who is the Artistic Director and Conductor of Voices in Motion, and Pat and Al are part of the Voice in Motion family, good friends, and I am so thankful that they're here. So welcome, El. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. It's good to have you here, and thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just really, really appreciate the way you folks live life, and um you know, I just want to have a, a, a open conversation this uh, this afternoon with you, and we'd like you to just share what's on your heart and what you're feeling, what you're going through, some of the hopes and joys of your life, and maybe we'll just begin with you, Pat, a little bit, uh, and then we'll uh, turn over to Al in a few minutes and talk to Al as well. Okay, thanks. Um, so, um, can you tell us, Pat, a little bit about um, Louis body dementia, which uh, Al has in his life? Sure. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, Lewy body dementia is different than Alzheimer's, but it is under the dementia umbrella. And it's um, a progressive dementia resulting from protein deposits in the brain. So it manifests itself in different ways. There's, um, uh, I guess, um, <laughs> symptoms mm-hmm. sorry, that um, are unique to... Louis body. For example, when um, Elle was first diagnosed, he was actually diagnosed with Parkinson's disease mm. because of the tremor in his right hand. That was one of his first symptoms. Right. And um, as time went on, other symptoms were coming out, and one of which is hallucinations. Um, there are visual hallucinations and auditory hallucinations mm. that can happen. 
And in Lewy body, the hallucinations actually show up quite early. Um, so after he had been uh, gone through open heart surgery and uh, the Lewy body dementia came on full on, it, um, uh, so the anesthetic during a surgery can do that with dementia and that's exactly what happened mm. to L and so we got full on diagnosis after that. Um, you know, it have there's sleep disorders, memory loss, depression. There are so many different um, definitely different symptoms that can come out of it. Not everybody gets the same ones, mm -hmm. and I think um, I know for sure with Louis Body, just from the the support groups that I'm on online, everybody's different. Sure, no two people are the same. And um, fortunately, Els, his symptoms so far have been controllable with medications. Um, but, you know, it, it is progressive, so we just keep moving along with that. For, for so that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's more technical stuff about Louis Body, but yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. You know, um, I know that uh, knowing you for, I guess, a year and a half or so, um, you keep uh, pretty active in, in programs and, and, and doing things together, but also separately, L, and you're involved in different programs. Um, I guess I would, I'm really curious, as we're kind of dealing with this whole COVID thing in our lives, you know, I mean, for the last seven months, obviously, when, when all these things were taken away, uh, that must have been kind of hard, you know, like you, those are kind of support things you're used to, I imagine. Yes, yes. And uh, how was that for you, Al, when those were kind of taken away, those programs? Is that hard? Oh, yeah. The programs were my life, my connection with society mm -hmm. and other people. Yeah. And especially other people when I go to the support group and I find other people in the social work in me. I'm 35 years as a social worker comes out. Yeah. So I really like to help everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So... So you're missing this, uh, you know, this in your life, uh, you know, as a part of your weekly activities. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on was because of what happened during this period of COVID that a undiscovered uh, gift emerged in the midst of COVID-19. And so I'm going to ask Pat a little bit about can you tell us about that experience? What happened? What day? Uh, can you remember the moment when you <laughs> found something about your husband that you never knew before? Oh, boy, do I ever remember it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'll just say, like, for the first month and a half of being in lockdown with COVID, and everything was gone. His day programs were gone. Voices in motion. You know, it, it wasn't the same. We weren't meeting in person. And... <clears throat> Um, as uh, time went on, L, I could see him slipping and going downhill very, very quickly. Mm. And I, as his caretaker, was going downhill with him. So um, one day, it was in early May, I <clears throat> had gone out and I use a whiteboard. It says, Pat is, and then every time I go out, I write where I'm going. It's grocery shopping, back at 10 o'clock, whatever. So one day I came back 
and I looked at the whiteboard and it had been completely covered in permanent markers. <laughs> all these beautiful colors all over it. <laughs> and I was quite taken aback by the whole thing. So I, uh, but right away something clicked and I went, okay. So I went and got some plain paper and I had um, Crayola markers that uh, for the kids here. And I In got out area. the Crayola markers. Washable. And um, I said, here you go. We'll just clip this to the board and you can start coloring on the paper instead. And he said, I can't unless there are words on it. Hmm. So I said, that's fine. I can come up with words. And so then we started having to come up with different words and they can't be too long. The phrases, you know, the words have to be so many letters. Formula. And, mm -hmm. But um, that's where it started. And then he, it just took off from there and I could see the change in him. And in me, and our walls <laughs> became covered in all this color. And uh, it was just really joyful walking in the house and seeing all these colors. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, that's how it started. So, well, when you, I mean, when you were younger, I mean, was art a part of your life? I tried it, especially during my... Uh, Late teenage years. Okay. And I tried to do, uh, back when drugs were uh, available, commonly used by the teens. But uh, anyway, that's not for me. <laughs> so art was, art was not a part of your life, but all of a sudden it comes crashing into your life by kind of accident, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so um, how did your, um, I mean, your family, I mean, uh, you know, you live close to your family. Um, what were their reactions to this newfound dad and grandpa that was now an artist? They were very supportive and wonderful and, and willing to contribute ideas or thoughts what to put on the pages, right? Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah, he really so, loved his art. I love my family so much, and they're creative individuals. And my wife, of course, is the most creative person I've ever known. Yeah. yeah. So they would bring you, would they bring you like a different uh, phrases then and say, Grandpa? Yeah, my little, uh, my grandson, Tully, remember he came and said to me, Grandpa, what do you call a fish with two knees? Oh, I don't know. He said, well, it's a toonie fish. <laughs> so you did an art piece on that? Not that one. Not there that was one? another one. I can't remember. He did come up with one. Yeah. Um, but I know, uh, you know, our daughter and our son, for sure, they've come up with lots and, uh, and the older teens. Um, but our son is a real movie buff. Okay. So he was in the, initially giving us all these quotes from movies. Yeah. Uh, so he did a lot of that. Yeah, he was right into the movies. He remembers them. It was a great memory. Wow. The wonderful yeah. son, my son, Ben. No, the, they um, they are actually quite blown away by all of this. <laughs> um, ben has a new little puppy. Oh, yeah, that's his, great. His name's Augie. Do you are you going to do a, a painting on that one or an art piece on that one? Maybe someday. He did. He oh, did, you did already. He did Augie the dog. I gave it to Ben. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, El, now um, I was talking to you before we started the program here, and you said that you had a fav one of your favorite art pieces. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind that? I guess the mama nurse, my special mom, she was amazing. She looked after everybody. She mothered everything that moved. 
dog, animal, trees, because she liked to prune the trees. Yeah. Like she always cared. And uh, remember, I, I took the vehicle down to pick her up at the end of her work in Mount St. Mary's long-term care hospital. And uh, I would w put the window down. And I could hear the patients calling out, Mama nurse, Mama nurse. Wow. And she'd go back in. What's the problem? I asked her. And she goes, well, I didn't say goodnight to them. And so they, they needed me. So, Mama nurse, Mama nurse. And once they stopped saying Mama nurse, she knew that everything was fine. All her patients were cared for. And I call it her other family. Wow. Yeah. She was special. Thank you. So, Erica, um, as conductor of Voices in Motion... Um, tell us about the day that um, that you were invited to uh, this home where we are today, mm -hmm. and Elle gave you a gift. Oh, well, we had only just started to realize that Al had this amazing gift of art, and um, Pat and Al invited us over and gave us um, a gorgeous artwork, and it said Voices in Motion on it for the choir. And... I think I don't think it took either of us very long to figure out that this was going to become a t-shirt, a choir t-shirt. Not them and bigger. That's I'm right. To stick with me, I am. There's your next one. That's <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and it's just so vibrant and so bright. And every time I, we show it to people or wear these shirts, people are like, "Where can I get one of those?" Because they're so gorgeous. So the artwork is is so vibrant, and I just I love the colors that you choose, Al, because they're well, they're vi I love vibrant colors. And warm colors and this dark color. Like the right. greens and the blues and the blacks, of course. Yeah. But the orange, red, and yellow are the warm colors. They are, and they really are, and they're predominant in your work, right? All these brilliant, you know, warm, vibrant colors. So they're beautiful. We're, yeah, they're really beautiful. Wow, I'm just I'm blown away. And how many have you done now? Are of, of different works of art? I think two forty. We stopped count. I think it's around two forty, two fifty, or wow. more. It's amazing. <laughs> So, I guess I should count them one day. <laughs> Two fifty-two is what a case of beer sold for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to celebrate when we get two fifty-two. Then I'll be over again for a visit. So I'm in um, Pat and Alice's home right now, and I'm looking at their wall. And mm -hmm. uh, actually, it's the closet door, I think. Um, and I just want to read for you a few of the words. Um, and you can go to um, to Elle's Facebook page. We'll give you that um, domain. And you can look at some of these um, as well. Smile, sparkle, shine. Uh, you are laugh. Be kind. Simply the best. Forever free. Hit your goals. Never give up. Own who you are. Become I can. Stay strong. Green eggs and ham. Keep it going. Be fearless. Enjoy life. I can go on and on. When you hear those words, you have to think about attitude. You have to think about hope and joy and how uh, Pat and Elle live their life. And I think it's really encouraging to me to know that in the midst of struggles in life, uh, we can find the good. We can find the special. And uh, this is a, a wonderful story of how one man and his wife found uh, something that brought them some joy. And now they're spreading that joy mm -hmm. uh, to so many of us through this wonderful gift of 
of art. Pat, how can people, where can people view um, uh, this art? Uh, well, we did start up a Facebook page called L's Gallery. So okay. it's A-L apostrophe S Gallery. Okay. And um, we've been posting on there. There's the whole stories on there. There's interviews on there, but there's a lot of pictures. And she's we are uh, L's Gal. She's L's Gal. That's good she's to know. She's L's Gal. <laughs> um, we will be posting more, but um, yeah, that's how we're trying to display it is on there, and it's open to everybody to have a look and comment. We love comments. Of course. And to like our page. Uh, yeah. So um, one of the last, I guess, questions I have, I mean, there's so much to learn uh, from people like you folks about transition, about adaptation, about resiliency, about gratitude. And I think, you know, um, during this time of COVID, um, there's people, people who lose hope. You know, they wonder, they, they have a sense of, of what's going to happen in the future. There's a lot of unknowns in this world. I want to do a poster. Avoid COVID. Yeah, yeah that'd right. be nice. So what have you learned, um, I guess, that you can share with our listeners? You know, how do you manage life when it kind of throws you curveballs, I guess? I think for, for me... We get them to throw a strike. <laughs> you don't hit until you get a strike. Right? I love it. <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting. I've always managed to find a silver lining in, in the nasties that you get in life. Mm-hmm. I think through COVID, it was really, really difficult in the beginning. But I started opening my eyes to other things around me. Mm. Long walks with my daughter. Kayaking. Mm. Um, I lost all the activities that I was involved in, but I came up with other things. But just being outdoors and just breathing in the air and being so thankful for for where we live, what's around us, and slowing down, just slowing down, Mm. and actually taking it in. I tend to um, rush around a lot. Um, I don't think in the last seven or eight months, whatever it is, that I've been shopping for clothes once. That's unusual. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great. It's great. I'm enjoying other things. You know, it's amazing. I use my watch for a lot of things. And 1225 came up on there. And guess what the address here, this house, 1225. Oh, really? I was taking notice of things. Yes, sir, it is. So, El, if um, how about you? I mean, um, what would you like to say to our listeners about how to live life if, with joy? What would you kind of advice would you give them? Always be positive, especially about yourself. Mm-hmm. Look to the inner inner goods that you have. Encourage yourself to continue because life is tough for everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it depends on what you do when you come up against hard things. Do you just ignore it or walk away? Right. Or do you take it on? Mm. When you take it on, you get every the energy, every everybody around you energizes you. Mm. And it fills you up with faith, hope, and charity. Mm. Nice. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And, and those who are listening on uh, to this podcast, um, please gain, again uh, feel free to go to, uh, to Elle's uh, Facebook page. 
you, you, know, you have to see some of this art. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking here amazed at it again. And um, if you want to drop by Voices in Motion website as well, VoicesInMotionChoirs.org. Um, you can purchase, actually, uh, a T-shirt, uh, the Voice in Motion T-shirt there. Uh, which uh, L and Pat both sing in. would like that purr. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so this is, uh, again, uh, it's all about the story. And I want to thank again our sponsors, uh, First Memorial uh, Funeral Services and Garden Memories uh, for supporting us in this programming. And I want to thank L and Pat and Erica for being here today as well. Rick, Erica, thank you for being who you yeah. are. You helped so many people. It's wonderful. Thanks so much, Rick. It's so full of wonder. Well, happy to happy to be here, and it's so nice that you can join us in this episode. And to all those who are listening to us, take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us today on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. We hope this podcast was encouraging to you. There are so many different types of loss. Why not take time to listen to some of the other unique stories in this podcast series? Feel free to share them with family, friends, neighbors. If you'd like to receive notifications about the next episode in the series, please subscribe And we'll make sure you don't miss out. We hope that you'll be joining us again on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us with host Rick Berg. Take good care.